I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Cause I told you. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Sweet setup. What do you make here? Don't worry about it. Oh, cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Take it home with you. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Sauce and Goss. I'm Ryan. I'm Fiona. And we got a special guest with us today. And um, Ryan's frozen? Is that, just, is that just for me? He's frozen for me. Am I frozen? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're not frozen. <laughs> Ryan's frozen. I don't know what's going on there. I don't oh, know if we're going to edit this or just keep it going. Storm. But we've got uh, Ryan's buddy, uh, Quentin, with us. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> uh, like I, I was mentioning earlier, it's fucking... really hot. Oh, Ryan's back? No? Oh, here he is. Uh, am I uh, back? You're back. You're, you're little... back. You're... Okay, there you go. No. Okay. So that was nice. Is, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. Um, no, I, I am back. And you know what, dude? I don't understand sometimes how this shitty app. Now, listen, Skype, don't get angry, man. I know you guys are listening, but like, <laughs> fuck this, man. The connection on this app sometimes is just dog shit. And hey, man, I get it's free, but be better. <laughs> just be better. Like, if I go to a store and it's like, buy a pair of socks and get the second free, the second pair doesn't have holes in it. So just be better for free, okay? Just be better. That's all be we want. Be better for free. Yeah, be better for free, you fucks. Anyway, uh, that's right. Now that I'm not frozen anymore in time and space, my buddy Quentin Strutt is on the pod today. Quincy, how are you, bud? I'm good. I'm, this is the third time. I'll say it. I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungover. <laughs> yeah, you are. Preach. And I'm <laughs> glad to be here. This is great. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Just makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Way back. So, well, and of course, the day that we end up having you on, you're just the hottest. It's the hottest day of the year. It's 40 yeah. degrees outside, and you're hungover. Yeah. Or, 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 I ate something bad, probably ate something bad because, like, I didn't drink a whole lot. And let's be honest, Ryan, we can clear a 30-pack 30, uh, 30 briefcase in, uh, in one night between us, and uh, it's never been an issue. And, yeah. And uh, I had significantly less last night, and then, yeah, it's just weird, man. Just feel really crappy today. Yeah, I mean, eight eight beers, that's not even a dent. Not so... even a no. That's not even a dent. So, yeah, I I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll do some experiments this weekend when I see you again. Now, I've told you a bit about my boy here, Fee. Daddy Quincy is – we've been ripping for a long time, man. We've been ripping since I was like six years old. Uh, Quincy grew up around the corner from me. And, uh, yeah, man, we, we started hanging out when we were little kids. Now what we kind of previewed this last week when we were having a pretty serious discussion about the state of the world. And we'll do a bit of that today as well. Um, you know, based on what I, I, cause I talked about Quentin last week. Um, but for, for those of you who maybe missed that episode, Quentin's a super talented dude. 
musically. He he went to MIA at Fanshawe, where you you are also an alumnus fee. Uh, oh, of broadcasting. Nice. Yes, yes, nice. a fun shot. And uh, he went to MIA, so music industry arts. Him and him and our best buddy Rob both took that program. And and Quentin is what I would describe as an audiophile. He uh, he can just like not only play whatever instrument he decides to pick up on any given day. The, the guy could probably play the fucking flute tomorrow. Um, but he's now tell a, me why I also thought of flute for, right off the bat. I don't <laughs> know. Instrument. Oh, well, play the flute, please. <laughs> I Isn't it just because it's a random instrument, man? Like, you don't meet many people, I think, that are just like, yeah, I'm a, what, fuck, what are they even called? Flautist? I'm a flautist? Isn't that I, it? I think just a flutist. <laughs> flautist. I think, I think it's, it's flautist. Is it is flautist? It? It's flautist. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Nah, it's a flautist. Yeah, fuck you for playing the <laughs> flute, though, Jenny. Honestly, like, <laughs> thanks for letting us know you play the flute. Play the Titanic theme song and fuck off. Um, <laughs> no, that's so mean. I'm sorry to all the flautists out there. Um, no, but like, he can just play whatever he wants, and and on top of that. He knows how to produce music and make it sound fucking crunchy. Now, let's take it way back. Yeah, I said crunchy. That's I how I like described that. it. I didn't, didn't like that. You didn't enjoy it. Well, that's what it is. don't like the word crunchy? Crunchy. No. Crunchy. It's, it's good. Crunchy is satisfying, bro. Like when you. Yeah, no, it's like, like. It's like if you eat a bag of chips and yeah, they're floppy. You don't floppy. want crunchy music. You want like fluid music. No, you want some like crunch. Crunch? Fluid is nice, okay. but sometimes you got to have that daddy crunch, and, yeah. and that's what's up. Uh, and we, of course, grew up. Yeah, you laugh, but it's true. We, of course, grew up playing pretty heavy music, and that's where you want the crunchies. Mm-hmm. You need to have the crunchies, the crunchies, and the squidlies. That's yep. what it's Crunchy all about. Squidlies. Yep. Yeah, I was, gonna, exactly. I was literally going to say squidlies. You need the squidlies. Yeah, this guy, this guy is the squidly guy. Now, Quentin and I grew up together, obviously. Now, we, we fucking grew up and we, we hung out and goofed off and fucking played Pokemon and all that shit. Um, but I think when our uh, relationship really took off was, of course, when you got your first guitar. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, Quincy. Were you 11 or 12 when you got that first guitar, that go Dan? I think I would have been... I would say eleven. Yeah, give uh, or take. Yeah, I was I was eleven, I think, and uh, um, yeah, actually, you know what? My first guitar wasn't the Godin, actually. It oh, was, really? Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but I had this piece of crap Les Paul ripoff guitar. It was called Renegade. Oh, you know it what? It was like man? a cherry sunburst, and then it was such a piece of crap that like it just fell apart. And then I ended up like like throwing it because I remember seeing like a in a music video someone like surfing on a guitar. So I thought it'd be funny to just like you know send this send this guitar off by surfing on it. And uh, I I don't know if you remember that, but it was like yeah, that was my first guitar. It's probably in you know deep in the ground at this point, but. I uh, it was eleven. I was eleven when I started playing, which, uh, you know, I think is probably like a a fairly stock age for people to take up 
guitar. Um, now, obviously, you being a year older than me, I I wanted to kind of follow in your footsteps because I was like, you know, my friend's playing guitar. I should probably learn how to play guitar. And um, I just refused to do that. Um, <laughs> my, my parents bought me a beautiful – well, A – my parents bought me a beautiful acoustic guitar. Uh, I think, I think it was a Yamaha acoustic. It was a Yamaha guitar. for sure. It was a Yamaha. It was a gorgeous guitar. Yeah. And I was taking some guitar lessons, and then I was like, I don't want to play acoustic guitar. And they bought me a used but still really nice, like five hundred dollar Fender Strat Classic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got it. And I remember I was like, you know what I'll do, man? I'll just get Quincy to teach me how to play guitar. Now, by this point, you had already learned how to play really well. Um, and I was trying to get you to, like, show me how to play, like, ACDC songs. Oh, yeah. And you were in my bedroom playing. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> I give, I give up. I give up. I can't <laughs> do this. I'm not playing guitar. Um, but like, f- like for you, obviously, you know, I went out and you know started screaming my head off at people, and we we were in a band, and we'll, we'll touch on that. But like, what what was it? Like, take me back, you know, to to being a kid. Like, what was it initially that drew you to wanting to play guitar in the first place? Like, was it a band? Like a person? Like someone you knew? Like, what was the first <laughs> thing where you were like, I got to get my fucking hands on a guitar? Um, I think you mentioned this. We were talking about this recently, I think, or maybe you mentioned on the podcast. I think it was like honestly, like when I I can't remember what uh, what they were called, but uh, in public school, like Steve, Adam, um. Scott? Yeah, yeah, Scott. Yeah, and Val- James. They had that band and they played at like the air bands thing that we had every year or whatever. And I remember seeing that was like the first time I've ever heard like live music. And it was just like that was I think that was the moment. I mean, I feel uh for both, you know, uh cult as as well. Like we we were both like, we gotta do that. You know, so we both got guitars and then, uh, you know, we're both still repping guitar uh, to this day. But, yeah, I think that was probably what got me into it was just seeing um, them boys just rip on stage. You know, Adam was, I don't know, he was in your your grade. Yeah. The the bass guitar was bigger than he was, you know. And I think they played like a couple of Nirvana songs yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what they were called, dude? They were called Surreal. Yeah, they yeah. were. That was before Third Axis. That was before yeah. they, they rebranded. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that really well. And then and then they played they played at like the grade seven and eight dance too. Oh yeah, they did. That's true. And, and uh that that was awesome. Now now Fee, you won't know these guys, but we we grew up with these two brothers, and of course, like James and Scott, are, you know, are oh, James awesome. And Scott, yeah, yeah James, James and Scott. Scott. No, not but the Richards brothers, Steve and Adam. Um, those two dudes, and and well, and James is in their new band now. They're in this band called Mandroid Echo Star, and they are Juno Award winning musicians from our shitty little town. It's incredible. For, from Arthur, Ontario, we got three Juno award-winning musicians. 
And um, yeah, I think they kind of led the way for us into wanting to do music. I can certainly probably say the same thing. Like I was like, man, it would be cool to be in a band. Um, but I didn't really have any like, you know, I didn't know what I would do because I was like, I can't sing. At least I couldn't at the time. I was like, so what like, what am I going to do? And then I think for me, like hanging out with you all the time, you were playing all kinds of shit. And uh, Alexis on fire, obviously, I was like, OK, I get it now. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. And, did, did, uh, did you go into that story at all about like when we were at in my parents' basement and it was like me and uh, I feel like Culp was there and it was like, I don't know if Nick Rutledge was there. Anyway, some 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 close friends of ours were all jamming in the basement and then Ryan comes down and uh, we were listening to uh, uh, or we were playing an Alexis on Fire song and we were just like, man, it would be so awesome if we knew somebody that could scream like George. And then I think you were just like, yeah, I can do that. And then I'm like, I set up like, like, I don't know. I plugged you into like a guitar amp or something and gave you yeah. like a piece of shit karaoke machine mic. And you're just like, and I was, everyone was like, what the fuck? Where the, where did that come from? And then, yeah, that was the weirdest shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, had you been, were you working on that? Like before, like you came or was it just like, was that the moment there? You're like, yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah, legit. I I had never <laughs> I had never done that before in my life. I had never even attempted it, but I was just like, oh, fuck it. I I think I can just probably yell really loud and put some stank on it and yeah. it'll it'll sound it'll sound crunchy. <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah, that's how it all started, man. Now obviously we we started a we were in a couple bands together. Uh, that we had a lot of fun, obviously on the podcast here, Fee will remember it was, it was a very popular segment. I told the story of the sexy party. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, that was one of many weird encounters that we've had, uh, in the band. Uh, now obviously like Fee, I know, I know you always make notes here. What do you want to ask this rip roaring music genius? <laughs> Um, well, I have a couple of friends who also went to um, the like had the, was in the MIA program. Um, pardon my um, not being able to speak there. Sorry. Oh, I'm on the, I'm uh, on the same page <laughs> as you. Just like yeah. it's just just chaos today. Just roll with it. We're all a step behind. Whatever. So um, yeah, just tell me about that program and like how like what you have done since then. What have I done since then? Um, what gosh. haven't you done? <laughs> Done a lot. I mean, I graduated in 2013. Um, been in a few bands. I've uh, worked on a few uh, few records. I've uh, mastered some records. I've done my own stuff. Uh, that program is is insane. Like the people that you meet in that program, they're like forever friends, and you're gonna know them till you're dead, basically. Um, and it's, uh, like I went into that program thinking I knew stuff and like, I just left that at the door because, you know, it's, yeah, I, I really didn't know a whole lot about recording. It was, you know, I was dumb and, and young and I was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I would previously recorded some stuff, our stuff, um, you know, uh, playing the victim stuff. And, uh, now I listen back to that and I'm like, oh man, that sounds like 
shit, but um, <laughs> it like, does. It sounds horrendous, and like that's the funny thing, right? Like at the time, I thought that was sick. I was like, that sounds amazing, right? Oh yeah. But that's just part of you know uh, that's part of of learning and and kind of honing in on the craft and um yeah so like when I when I went into that program you know I quickly learned I didn't know shit and then uh and then just kind of you know started fresh nipped all of those bad habits and uh yeah made some amazing friends started a band uh the Baxters while I was there um and they ripped yeah and we're back too uh we're yes. back ripping and uh you know before this uh you know the the before the, the apocalypse in the old world we'll call it um <laughs> yeah it uh we were starting we had we have two songs and we were in the studio one of the studios here in london and uh you know we got some beds tracked and whatnot and uh and yeah and then it was just like we were like yeah we'll we'll come back in april and 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 uh and we'll you know we'll get her going again and then of course like everything just came to a halt so i don't know when we're gonna get back in there and and uh, start ripping again but um yeah uh baxters are back had that uh had that you know um i don't know it was like f- f- five or six year hiatus maybe give or take uh, yeah something like that and it's yeah it's just like man it's like you know it's just when we got in the room together it was just like everything is so easy what the fuck you know it's like we just hey we got an idea here and it's like all the pieces just come together and like you kind of you're kind of like questioning it because you're like are we are we like is is it is it actually good or are we like you know like you know what i mean like it's it's just ha- it's happening too too easily like there's got to be something that we're missing here right but no it's i'm happy with everything everybody's uh happy with it and it's more about uh uh getting back together and kind of you know rekindling those relationships and uh and man it's been uh it's been like i don't know how to really explain it but the music sounds like that if that makes any sense the music sounds like us getting back together and being like oh it's been a while buddy you know like (laughs) it's weird it has that sound to it um and it's like i don't know it's magic but uh, yeah i can't wait to get going on that but uh, that's one of the things, um, you know, since, um, I guess, uh, the program that is, uh, you know, one of the bigger things. And I've also, uh, you know, worked on some, uh, some records, uh, you know, uh, some, some projects. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, but, uh, I should have pulled up, I should have wrote down a list of some of the stuff that I've done. Well, <laughs> but let me let I, me just I, say, like, hey, I, I can assure you, I've done stuff. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I've I've done some recording, I've done some some uh, some mixing, some editing, and some mastering. I've done the audio stuff, but yeah, yeah, man. I, listen, I've done some stuff. All right, hey, that's all uh, you need to know. That's it. The, <laughs> the interview's over, man. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, so let me let me toot Quincy's horn here a little bit. Now, obviously, like I've I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of those MIA guys that you, you became friends with. A lot of incredible people. Um, and uh, you know, I I think uh, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that you you joined a band uh with uh our buddy Luke called Ivory Hours, who are very good. And uh, you know, they've had a ton of uh, listens on Spotify, like a, like a lot. 
uh, it's really impressive. And like Luke, Luke himself, really good uh, producer, helped us build a fire pit the other week. Um, yeah, and like in like two minutes, it was the most amazing thing. <laughs> yeah, just brings a ton of logs over and is like, I got a pit here. Um, so yeah, like that's that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing about Quentin too is like obviously your your style of of playing and and the things that you uh, that you like are obviously uh, you know a lot more rooted in rock and of course metal. But then you join you join Ivory Hours, who like are you know very. You should check them out; they're awesome, like very poppy. Um, but you know, you started to kind of inject a little bit more of that that grittiness into the tunes. Like, what what was that like for you to go from playing in our band, which was just fucking you know on eleven twenty four seven, and then you know, join a band like that where, you know, the songwriting is so different from what we're used to and a little bit more dynamic. Like what, what was that like? Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, that whole thing is like really strange. Like, um, like I've known of, uh, of ivory hours for years and, and I knew of, of Luke never really, you know, met him. And, uh, um, but there was, uh, we were at, uh, Jordan McDonald's place, uh, Jordan sends me a text and he's like, Hey man, um, I'm having a barbecue. Uh, you should come by and bring your amp. Cause we're going to jam. Right. And, uh, I get there, I, I bring my amp inside and, and then, uh, Luke shows up and I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm going to be jamming with Luke. <laughs> you know, it's how you doing, man? Like, uh, so we ended up like jamming for a long time, uh, that night. And then it was like two weeks later. I feel maybe even, yeah, it was like maybe even a week later. I don't know. Uh, I get, I get a message from him and he's like, Hey man, I had a lot of fun jamming with you the other night. Um, you know, like wondering if you wanted to play with ivory hours. And I was like, for real? Like, okay. <laughs> like it's that, that's the thing. Like I'm, I, I was, I felt like, you know, even till to, to this date, like, I feel like I'm not, the right guy, right, for that for that band. But um, like, I guess like Luke was like, oh yeah, yeah, you're you, you're you're good for it, right? And like that's part of the whole thing. Like, um, it's that's I I think I'm always gonna take that as a lesson and just you know like if if someone thinks that you're a good fit, just you're a good fit, and then just the rest will come later, right? Like, um, playing that kind of stuff is very different than what I'm used to. But it's, I'm so glad that, uh, you know, that I, that I, you know, took up the opportunity and, and, and kind of learned all of the, 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 the playing, you know, everything around that kind of, you know, music. Uh, Cause like, it's only going to make me better as a guitar player. And, uh, you know, it's only like, it's just like opportunities just, you know, lead to other things as well. And it's, uh, I know I'm like, uh, you know, I'm super grateful for that, that, uh, that I'm, you know, that I'm ripping with those guys and, uh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It feels, feels, feels surreal. Cause like, I don't know, like for a few years there, I was pretty inactive. I wasn't playing a whole lot. Um, and then like this past year was just like, boom, 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 like here's some shit. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Like it's just, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's a lot different. I love it. Uh, I love the challenge of, of, of uh you know of learning something that i'm not you know comfortable with and yeah it's great man it's great it and is I'll, fucking yeah. a 
obviously you have a like a style of music that you you prefer what are some of your musical influences that uh, help you like develop that blink 182 uh, yeah i would say uh <laughs> take off your pants and jacket when that record starts um iconic yeah that record is is insane um but i guess like influences that kind of relate to you know pop and stuff uh not a whole lot but i feel like when i first started getting into uh guitar there was a lot of you know top 40 stuff that i would that i you know that i was learning and uh and uh that's kind of like um in a in a weird way like when I first started playing, like I started it with, with, you know, with the hits and stuff and started learning, you know, those, those classic iconic riffs. And then like, you know, spent a lot of time in the basement and then I'm like moving on and moving on and, and, and into more technical stuff, um, which kind of led me into metal. Cause I just wanted the, the challenge. And then like, of course our, um, you know, like the, a, a lot of metal music and like hardcore music started becoming popular uh, in our town. And then it was like, that's a whole other thing. And then just went down, uh, you know, into that, uh, that rabbit hole. But it was, uh, I guess like in terms of pop influences, you know, like, uh, like all of the pop punk bands of like the early two thousands, <laughs> like, like what yeah. they do, some 41 treble charger, oh my god uh, travel know, charger uh and like that's probably as far as i went it was always kind of around like you know rock and like heavier kind of things but uh like i didn't learn a i didn't learn a cowboy chord like the you know the op- the fucking open chords i didn't learn that shit till like after you know we like we started like playing the victim like that i was always just like like just kind of rocking uh, you know, power chords and like not really knowing what I'm playing sort of thing. Just, I just knew that it sounded cool. Uh, and it wasn't until like later on that I was like, you know, I probably should learn, you know, some of the fundamentals of what it is, you know, like what it is that I'm doing, you know, I should probably know what a C chord is and an E chord, <laughs> you know, yeah, kind yeah. of like went into it and I was like, oh, I'll learn that shit later. Ah, that's, that's boring. That's grandpa stuff, you know? Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's ah. like, but in terms of, I guess, kind of bouncing back a little bit, like with, uh, with the, with like the, my influences that kind of, um, that were beneficial to this with Ivory Hours, uh, yeah, I'm kind of going back in time a little bit. And, uh, and in the same way, like I, when the first time, um, you know, we actually started playing together, like there's like a lot of, like I had to like uh, make a lot of adjustments to my, the way that I play. Um, and it's not like, it's like a, it's not like they're bad habits. It's just a different way of playing. Um, the, I guess like some of the things that were the most challenging were just like, stop playing. So like, like in time, like in, you know, like just check, 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 like robotically. Right. Like I had to like learn how to just kind of flow with my right hand, uh, a bit more and, uh, like, learning like these these interesting chords uh you know like inversions of chords and and stuff like that oh the biggest the biggest thing was like like dialing back the gain on on all of my like like on the amp you know because i'm so used to having like that 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 rock and roll 
amp sound and and uh, I had to like constantly like I feel like Luke was probably like yeah it's a little too much gain on that I'm like what do you mean man like <laughs> you know it's a little too much gain it's like ah you know like but that's the fun knob you know <laughs> yeah this is but that this is the good time knob yeah it's the good time you know uh, but the thing is though like I I in that like kind of putting myself into a, a, what I'm not comfortable with. Uh, I started, I started playing more dynamically, right? Like it would cleaner the amp, the more fucking you, you, you have more control over the dynamics of what you're doing. So, um, then I started like realizing that that, Hey, that's a, that's a good thing, you know, like to, to, to have more of a, of an open, uh, cleaner kind of sound and like playing with that. And like, man, you hear everything. Like I practice, like I practice like with pretty clean tone because like, I, I want to hear everything, you know, if I'm fucking up or whatever, like if I'm, whereas a lot of, if you're playing high gain, like you can just go blah, 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 and like, it's just in a wash of, of harmonic, you know, mess. And, uh, and it's, but like clean playing, like really, uh, um, you know, like you have to be able to hear that feedback of like, okay, now I'm just, you know, ripping a little too loose at, at parts or it just, uh, you know, it's just, there's all these kind of little, uh, nuanced things that you that that benefit uh, that you're benefited with with playing uh, uh, cleaner, I guess. Um, so yeah, We're, what what the fuck? I'm on a tangent. No, dude, this about? no, that's this what it's is, all about. This is good though because that like it, exactly you you have you have so much experience playing so many you know different things and um you know been in a number of bands like it's uh this is good for all the music nerds man like here's the here's the thing too man and like i like something that you said during your tangent there about like learning to play less robotically and everything like that so when when we were in a band together fiona this is uh we i used to like tell other people in our band because again you know, when, you know, we were talking about this a little bit when we had our buddy D-Rock on the podcast and, and D-Rock rips. He was obviously in Arise and Ruin, which was a big influence on our band. Um, but not to toot our horn here, but like we were pretty fucking good um, for being, you know, 15 year olds. And yeah, I, ca I can't play a lot of the stuff that we wrote back in the day. <laughs> I don't know. No, about that. I, what were we were like? It's like, man. Like I didn't drink. I don't even think I drank coffee back then. Like what the fuck? What, what, like I just don't even understand. Like I try and play I know. some of those riffs, and I'm like, I'm like, what was I? I must have. I must have been. Uh, I must have been. Uh, you know, on the on the on the cocaine or something. Yeah. <laughs> the someone someone was slipping it to me. Someone was you, slipping it to me. Well, like, but <laughs> like the thing. That's the thing, though. Is and so what I used to tell people because people would just like come up to us and be like. How are you children playing like this and blowing 30-year-old bands like off <sighs> the stage? And I would just be like, it's all that guy. Like, oh, and I used to call, we all used to call Quentin the riff robot because <laughs> and and he still is that now. But like you all I remember about that time of our lives is like, Fee, we didn't do anything. Like, I quit playing sports. 
And all we did was hang out in one of our two basements and jam. That's mm-hmm. all we did all of the time. And all I remember about that time is going to your place and you would just be sitting on your amp playing and going like, yeah, I came up with these four riffs last night. And we would just be like, what the fuck, man? And I think that, you know, you talk about, you know, learning to play differently and, and, for 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 sure we could have used this when we were in the band learning to structure songs better because mm-hmm. we would just be like oh my god quincy just wrote these three fat riffs we've got to smash them all into one song <laughs> yeah it's like we would just take riffs and just like <laughs> surgically just fucking put them together and Anything. like if you listen to it man like a lot of a lot like yeah there was like you could totally tell that like I would sh- like I had a bunch of riffs or whatever. And then I'd be like, I have these riffs. Maybe we could use it in like some of the some other songs. It's like, no, that's a well, that's all one song that you just played there. And we just got to glue them together. And then we would have like these weird little transitional riffs into these other pre-written riffs. And like you can totally hear that listening back. It was like. Like, I don't know. We were playing with time so much back in the day. Like, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. But, like, if I were to try and map out some of those songs in Pro Tools, it'd be, like, it just 120 makes no BPM, sense. like, for eight bars. And then there's a bar that's, like, you know, 160 BPM, but it's in 6.8. And then, like, oh, this – it's just crazy. It's not – it's it's just – yeah, we didn't know – we didn't know uh, – we had no frame of reference, right? We were in a – small little town and we were just kind of like well let's just put some stuff together and glue all these riffs together and we had no we had no conception of like songwriting like we would listen we would listen to a bunch of different bands and just be like we need i actually remember like sitting in the basement and and being like we need a part in this song that sounds like kill switch and then and then when that part's over let's have a breakdown part that sounds like August burns red. And then <laughs> like, I remember saying that and just being like, let's glue 17 bands into this fucking song. <laughs> oh, and then, and then, so Fiona, we would sit there and I'm, I'm sitting the, down there dumb. Cause I can't play instruments and I still can't. And <laughs> I would be sitting there down there with these four freaks going like, Here's what we'll do, Drury. And now you sing over that. And yeah. I would be like, are you out of your fucking mind, man? I, just, I, I don't want to do math homework. Like, yeah. It was so difficult. But like, somehow we made it work. And yeah, you, you go back and listen to that. And you're just like, what the fuck were we thinking? Like, it was cool at the time. But like, the, the way you play now, like... And and you were like a perfectionist too. Like you would stand on stage and be like, "I'm f- fucking, I'm nailing this." <laughs> and then I think I think like the Baxters, like when you first fired up the Baxters, I think that did a lot for you, like in terms of playing live, because it was just like, "Let's loosen this up. I'll write a riff. That's the riff for the song. Let's write a chorus and a bridge and rock the fuck out." Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you went full loosey goosey when that happened like would yeah, you agree I, with that I, I i totally yeah like um i mean I, I even had like um you know like taylor the drummer in the baxters a uh, good friend of mine and you know he's a just a 
true beauty of a guy. Donnie. Um, Donnie. Yeah. He's like, he had that comment, I feel like, um, about like the, you know, like playing really robotic. Maybe not like robotic per se, but he was like, like there was always like a joke of just like, like playing the drums, like 97% accuracy, like increase. Like, um, it was, yeah, it was like, I like, and that, you know, like listening, I've always kind of heard that kind of comment. Like, dude, like, just you're like, if you were to like zoom in and in Pro Tools, bringing up Pro Tools again, if you were to zoom in on Pro Tools, like on the grid, you know, the editing grid, like my picks, like, would be right dead on. And it, that almost feels like kind of like, like beep, beep, boop, beep, robotic, right? So I kind of, <laughs> Like, I was like, okay, well, I just got to have a couple beer and rip then, because then I'll loosen up and, uh, you know. Grease and, the uh, wheel. Yeah. So then I guess I, I kind of, like, had to learn how to get rid of some of that, still to this date, trying to kind of, like, flow a little better, right? Um, but, yeah, that's totally true, man. Like, I I felt like joining joining the, or, like, you know, starting that band, uh, it was like, you know, like, I, I had to learn um, kind of, like, how to drop a lot of that uh you know that uh, perfectionism and, and whatnot in my playing because man it just sounds it's like it it sounds it sounds weird in some bands you know like in a metal band it's great because like it's just that's the style of music it's very tight it's very like very gridded and and uh robotic and like it's great if you can play you know really accurate and, and whatnot in that style of music it sounds yeah. fucking weird if it's rock, cause then, or like pop, because then it's, it's just too like, perfect. Yeah, it's got to flow. It's got to be like it's got to be a breathing thing, you know. Oh, so it's not it's not crunchy. It's fluid. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what so, I'm so, hearing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like if we're talking about like back in the day, we were crunching and squid squiddies. Uh, oh and, yeah. Like, now it's more about just like ooh, you know, sit back and just just breathe, man. Let it. Let it flow, man. Let it breathe. Um, let it, let it breathe. Um, <laughs> so I'm still learning that, man. I'm still learning how to fucking just like, I know, I know what I'm playing, but I just gotta fucking just relax a little bit. Just gotta <laughs> take it, take it back a little bit, because it sounds way better that way. You know, yeah. you listen to you listen to a lot of iconic guitar players. Um, Luke was like, oh man, you gotta watch this video and of uh, uh of uh you know, what's his name? John Frusciante from Chili Peppers, right? And, uh, and it's just like, though, his, it's like a, it's like a, uh, like an old video. Like, do you remember I used to, like, get those Guitar World magazines, like, from Maroon Market, like, pretty much every week? Oh, or yeah. Whenever, like, every issue I had. I, you were the only one buying them, too. I was the only guy. And, like, once they stopped, like, getting them in, I was like, oh, you're the <laughs> only one buying them. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. But anyways, uh, so I remember, uh, you know, like I te- I checked out this video, but I'd seen it years ago because it was like included on in, in the in a CD ROM uh, of a Guitar World magazine, right? And it was just like like these crappy little videos that you load up on your computer and just like watch, and uh, you know, it's like four three, like the the it was just so pixelated and and shitty. Uh, but that was uploaded to YouTube, and I'm like, hey, I've seen this before. But, like, it means a lot now because, like, back in the day when I watched it when I was, like, 15 or whatever, I was like, 
ah, whatever, that doesn't apply. He's not like, mm, he's not shredding, so it's not, doesn't apply. It's but not now cool it's like, enough. It's not cool enough. He's not, he's not doing any squiddies at all. Um, <laughs> and like, so when I rewatched it recently, like, uh, like basically like Luke was just like, man, like just like watch his, like watch his approach to how he plays. Cause it's very, it's very, yeah, fluid, I guess. Yeah. Fluid. And like, and no musical crunch. and it breeds and it's just like, and, uh, you know, it just, whatever happens when he's playing, it happens. And it's, and that is the musicality of it. Right. Um, and like I watched it and I was like, I was like, Oh man, that's amazing. You know, like that's, that's kind of like a whole other thing of guitar playing, uh, kind of like in my mind was like, you had to avoid that stuff because, I came from, we came from the metal background and like, you have to play accurate or you're, or you suck, but like, gotta throw all that shit out the window. Cause like, then it's, you know, you're not making music you're you're just fucking, you know, you're, 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 you're making math or whatever. Right. So, um, yeah. So that yeah. was like one of those things, just like learning how to fucking throw that out the window. That video was something and it was cool, man. And apparently, yeah, you've been ripping on the guitar since you were a kid, whereas my music career started and ended the night that I moved from easy to medium on rock band. <laughs> so that was well. an accomplishment. And, and Ryan's <laughs> even given the guitar a go, but clearly he, he gave up on that. So would you oh, yeah. say that like it's not for everyone or you just need more dedication if you want to learn the skill? Well, that's, that's the, yeah, I've heard that a lot. Um, I guess it's more about it's more about like how badly you want to do it. Because if you really, really want to do it, you'll make it happen. And I guess in a moment, like in that moment where you're you're picking up an instrument and you're like, you know what, I suck, and that's okay. I don't really want to get better at it. Then it's that. Then you've made that kind of you know you realize it wasn't for you. But like if it's like someone else, it's like they got it. They got to have that. And uh, they pick it up, and it's like, I suck, and that sucks, because I really want to be good at this. And, like, you'll make it happen if you truly, truly want it to happen, right? Um, yeah, I agree I would, with that. Like, yeah. I think I think for me, like, I just – I think my biggest problem, like, yeah, you can, you can learn to, like, half-ass play and goof off next to the campfire and have a good time with it if that's all you want out of it. Like, I, I could probably today, if I really felt like it, you know, try and learn some stuff. But I think for me at that time, um, I think the other thing I would say to people, and this coming from a guy that fucking can't play, so don't listen to my bullshit. But the other thing is, like, don't don't feel, like, the pressure from – other people um within your own mind to be good at the instrument mm -hmm. that was that like not that other people were going like oh well you got to get really good and blah 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 in my head i was like i'm not as good as quentin or my other friends that are playing guitar like culp matt culp our buddy who like is probably the most talented guitar player not playing in a band that I know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by a landslide. Um, it's, it's, it's so fucking frustrating. The kid will just walk up out of his basement and be like, yeah, I haven't played guitar in three months. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, 
it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's effortless for that guy. But like for me, I was I was just like, these two guys are so already like light years away. I don't want to play catch up. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to like pick up an instrument for the first time, you can't think like, I got to get as good as my friends. You got to just be good for you and, and take your time, man. Like it's, it's not going to, you know, come easy, you know, to everybody. Yeah. Um, Set your own goals and like, just enjoy it. Have fun with it. Cause um, like, that's just for everything in life. I feel like if you're trying to get, if you're trying to get good at something, like you are trying to get good at something and that's your fucking shit right um, yeah there's I've... like a million amazing players you know uh, there, there's a million uh like technically amazing players and uh it's like yeah it's like um like i i feel like those guys like that really really fucking respect the craft that's all they've ever thought about they've only like they're really fucking good because they're like they were on their fucking um their own path, man, that they created for themselves. And like, they're like, I, you know, that's just kind of, that's what it's all about, man. It sucks that. Yeah. A lot of people kind of feel like they got to get on the, on the racetrack with, with other players, but yeah, that's not, that's not what it's about. Right. Like, and that was my problem too. It was like, I want to be fucking Angus young tomorrow. Yeah. I want to, I want to play, I want to play back in black and rip and I can't. Like, you know, cause I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the busy work in to like learn how to just like play a chord. It's just like, but why can't I go, why can't I just play the solo from back in black right now? Yeah. Fuck. And like, that's, that's the wrong way to approach anything, man. You don't, yeah. you, you don't, you don't build the bedroom before you put the basement foundation in your house. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. But, yeah. And that's another thing too. Like people are blind to, you know, like let's just, you know, we'll, we'll just bring up uh, Angus Young. You know, like that that guy. He was like, he was dog shit, and and he fucking yeah, he sucked years, once. Like, yeah, he sucked once. It's not like he just like picked up the guitar and was just like, like he just like it takes a lot of fucking. Like there's man, I would love to. I'd love to hear his story about it. You know, like just picking up guitar and and like his journey and whatnot. I love that shit. I watched the one on uh, Slash on Amazon Prime. That was super cool. And uh, I think I, I think you were over the other night when I was bringing that up. Uh, like yeah, Slash yeah. Is, Like Slash uh, has always always had a guitar next to him. Like if he's at a fucking party with a bunch of other you know successful musicians or whatever famous people. He's got a guitar with him, and he's just he's just drill, he's just going through drills on on the neck, and that's just and it's like yeah, Slash is just that's all he's ever done since he picked it up when he was like a kid, and it's like that's all he will ever do, you know. It's that's what Slash is, you know. Like that's the kind of you know that's the kind of the thing with with guys like that. That's just like they need it. It's their fucking you know reason for for living and shit, right? So they're. Yeah, it's everything to them. So a million percent. And like you were like that, too, and are like that. Like, I remember like my my old man used to call you slash because (laughs) you like that was just the way it was. Like we would always be writing something. And that's something I want to like dig into a little bit, too, is, you know, we, we touched on like what, you know, math metal freaks we were when we were in our band, like 
now I think that um, I think that people uh, like in respect to like heavy music. I think that a lot of people, ourselves included, you know, I'm certainly speaking for myself, got sick of that. Like I, mm. I just was like, man, like I remember when um, I think the moment it changed for me, and not that they're a bad band, they're a really good band, but like the moment I heard Periphery, I was like, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't fucking <laughs> keep listening to mathematicians playing these weird fucking songs like i can't the do gent. this anymore yeah, yeah. The <laughs> i can't i can't do it anymore gent, and gent, gent. i think i think now like uh and even you know this is uh very much in its infancy and uh kind of under wraps but like we just started working on a new project which feels overdue like you know it's been fucking years since we recorded anything together and like you know the song that we've written i feel like that would have taken us three weeks to do when mm. we were 15 and also it wouldn't have sounded like that like the song the riff the riff in the song is nuts it's a sick riff but the the sad thing about what it would have sounded like when we were 15 is that riff would have lived for 20 seconds and then been gone behind seven other ones. Mm -hmm. Our interest in the way songs sound and the way we structure songs has changed so much. Like I feel like playing with the guys in Arise and Ruin and, and D-Rock and those guys uh, influenced that at the start. But then even just going back and listening to like uh, old as I lay dying songs or, or fucking kill switch. It was just like, Oh yeah, this is why we liked those guys. Cause they just, they wrote a song. They, they wrote didn't try songs. And, yeah. Like they didn't try and write a math equation mm -hmm. and Oh, the song sounds good. Isn't that <laughs> interesting? Like, you know what I mean? It just, it's funny how like, uh, how time has like kind of, uh, aged our taste in structuring things like for the better anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That song that we, uh, that we kind of banged out over the weekend there was, um, you know, like, um, I had written, um, the basis of that song like three years ago, I was going on a bit of like a fucking detuned metal groove metal kind of tangent or whatever, or like, a, I was with crunch with crunch. Yeah. Um, so like I wrote a, I wrote a bunch of songs like a few years ago and, uh, and then I just kind of parked them on my hard drive and that they just stayed there. And then like, um, like when we were jamming at, uh, at Jimmy's and you know, like that riff like came out and it was like, it's in there. Right. Uh, it, it was like the, the stuff that I had written a few years back was a bit different, obviously, but it was close enough to just be like, Hey, like that we should just use this and uh and like not even like 24 hours later i got like like after like you know sending you the stems i got the fucking vocals back from you uh and it was like just plopped right in there just made sense just fucking happened and it was like man sick you know like that well i don't know like how many days is that like you sent me those um i think all together like with me uh included i think it took like three days now like obviously like you said and that's and that's what's fucked is like that's 
that's that progression. Now, like me, the progression isn't instrumentally at all. I don't fucking play instruments, but mm-hmm. like even just the way, like for me, like we talked about this drunk and high on the way <laughs> home from the yeah. studio, yeah. which, which by the way, I almost threw up like 10 minutes prior because I made <laughs> the mistake of eating something before I screamed my guts out. And that's <laughs> never a good idea. Um, but on the way home, we were talking about it and it was like, um, you know, that's the thing is like, we, that's my instrument. Like mm-hmm. obviously doing the vocals is a part of it, but the other part of, you know, whatever. Yeah. My instrument, if you want to call it, that is structuring the lyrics around it. That's what a singer does. Like you. Yeah. You which to... by the way, that was pretty insane. Like I, you know, like Jimmy even said, um, you know, like yesterday I was over there and then, uh, you know, he's going to track some drums on it or whatever, but he was like, man, like that's, he's like, I've never seen somebody like write a full song so quick in my life. And it was like, yeah, that's really, (laughs) yeah. Like you had your phone out. Like we're like, we just like, we're sort like kind of figuring out a chorus idea and whatnot. And you were just like, here's some lyrics for the chorus. And then like, let me just try, let me just try these on top of that. And it was like, what the fuck? And like, I thought you were like texting somebody for like, you know, two minutes. I, yeah. No. And like, I, I'm like, what are you doing? And you're just like, oh, I just, uh, yeah, I got lyrics. And you're like, boom. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. When he texts, he has to read it out loud as he types. So that's how you tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, thank you. Thank you. Thank not you. Not wrong. <laughs> you, you're not. Yeah. Fiona. So like, and that's, that's the weird thing about me is like I have like a fucking like my brain is a filing cabinet, but it's a messy filing cabinet. And so like when I'm when I'm working, I'm like thinking of the next thing I got to do while doing the current task. And so I have to like vocalize what I type. So like we sit next to each other at work or at least we did in the old world. The old and, world. Yeah, we don't speak the, the old world. In the ancient times, <laughs> we and and like Fiona, I know for sure, gets so fucking aggravated. Like within two weeks, when she was comfortable starting to rip on her fellow co workers, <laughs> she was like, Hey man, why the fuck are you talking every word you <laughs> yeah, type? <like> that. <laughs> well, it was pretty close though. It was more like, Why are you doing that? <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. No, it's now. Not. No, it's not. That's bad. But like, yeah, I just have a weird mind that way. But yeah, and like that's flattering, man, because like, yeah, again, I I spent a lot of my life. uh, Certainly when you started playing guitar, I tried to play. And then in the band, a lot of my life, like sitting there in the band thinking like. What the fuck am I doing here? Like, I'm not contributing anything. Mm -hmm. I feel dumb next to all these people like and i pardon me i didn't i like i i didn't have any confidence in that i was just like i i feel like i'm not really doing anything whereas like now it's just like oh i i guess people are right maybe i am good at some aspect of this and that's fulfilling obviously but um yeah i don't know it's weird like even when we were chatting that night on the way home and we walked up that fucking huge hill oh and our uh, fucking sandals <laughs> that sucked dude my toes yeah. are like oh, here's no, a quick I had the, tip i had the crocs but the yeah, crocs you had, were 
you they're had not, dad crocs yeah they're not meant for that kind of travel I don't oh think. not at all yeah, it was bad. i would be surprised if the bottom of them split um <laughs> it was so bad like yeah quick tip don't go for long walks in sandals and crocs yeah it's a very they, bad don't go call. for any walks in crocs well <laughs> it rhymes but that doesn't mean anything <laughs> oh, okay. Is this your campaign? This is what you're about now? Anti-Crocs? Don't walk in Crocs. Don't walk in Crocs. <laughs> oh, God. If you plan on yeah. walking, well, you better not be crocking. <laughs> <laughs> we don't take kindly to Croc walkers here. <laughs> croc walkers. Now, now um, yeah, this is the thing, is that when Quincy and I get together, even through a screen... The, the real stupid shit starts coming out, man. Oh, like, yeah. We probably can't, uh, yeah, we can't we, talk about it a lot. We can't say a majority of the things we say uh, together, but, like, I just know, <laughs> I know this, like, Fiona, like, we, we get along in a, um, you know, co-worker slash co-host capacity. If you spent a night with Quentin and I, you would either be, like, really entertained or really fucking annoyed. Yeah, you'd probably run, I think. You'd be like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you guys are too weird. Okay, well, yeah. we're going to have to test this theory. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> we will. We will. Like, shit is starting to loosen up a bit. More stuff's opening. Yeah. Eventually, we've talked about this. We're going we're gonna to go to London because you have history there, too, obviously. And uh, we'll, we'll sit down. We'll get a round table going. We'll plug a bunch of mics in, and we'll fucking have a good time. We'll have to uh, get, like, Adam or someone to take my Saturday shift then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing, right? Is like you you're now the weekend uh, warrior of yep. of Seacanx. So there you go. It's uh, it is what it is. No, we'll figure it out. Now, obviously like yeah, we, we've talked a lot about songwriting, a lot about bands. Like Fiona, you got anything you got anything in the chamber yeah, over there? Yeah. Um yeah, you you mentioned some of your uh your influencers, but how about some of your uh, favorite like just guitarists? Some that like I don't know if you've modeled your style after any specific person or just the, the way you like like yeah the, give the us like your or something your, yeah some of your your fave players give us like your your top four or five i'll i'll start the list off adam d of course yeah i mean uh that's that's a big one um really quick before you finish this answer so <laughs> Fiona, I, I know you're not familiar with the band Kill Switch Engage. They're an extremely well-established metal group. A few years, more than a few years ago, like 10 years ago when the band was still going, Quincy learned how to play the entire catalog of <laughs> Kill Switch Engage songs. Now, when I say the entire catalog, at that time, we're probably up to four or five albums. <laughs> not, only, not only did he learn the songs on the albums, he learned how to play all the fucking B-sides that didn't make the albums too. Like, and we used to sit around in your rec room and we would be getting drunk and you would sit there with your amp and we would just call out riffs. Dude, play Fixation on the Darkness. Like for Rose hours, of yeah. Rose of Sharon, <laughs> da, 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 da. like this. This entertained us for hours. Like <laughs> when we'd look up and be like, "Oh, it's three a.m. Let's drink all the Dave's Coke and play Halo." 
Like that was and our milk, life. Chocolate milk. Yeah. Oh, and all the chocolate <laughs> milk. God, Davey would get real rip roaring mad when we and drank all the chocolate and farting in the butter. Yeah. We can't tell that story. <laughs> even, even for yeah, Fiona's like, whoa. Yeah. That night had extra crunch on it. Yeah. That was a big crunch. <laughs> I'll tell you the story off air, but like off air, right? Like, but yeah, we even for this podcast, I don't think we can tell that story. Yeah, well, it's kind uh, of rude to our listeners to tease them about something they're never going to hear about. Whatever, we'll have to create another podcast. And, an uh... associate. I'll just tell the story as respectfully as I can. An associate of ours, an associate of ours, who will forever remain unnamed. One night decided it would be really funny to fart into a margarine container, put the lid back on, and put it back in the fridge. And so the next day, another unnamed person went to the fridge to get the butter to put on toast. And we all heard from the far room, hey, this butter smells a little silly. <laughs> that tastes a little silly. That's what they said. Oh yeah, it, 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 it tastes, tastes a little, a little silly. silly. Yeah, hey, this, and this butter tastes a little silly. Now, <laughs> silly. That's an amazing reaction. <laughs> Do you mean shitty? <laughs> like, that's you just like you just oh. ate you just ate pink eye paste. That's what you just <laughs> ate. You just ate poo particle paste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my co-host. Right it's now, so Fiona. <laughs> right now, Fiona has a look on her face of like, do <laughs> I continue with this show after today? I'm just trying, um, like, I'm I'm genuinely a little sick to my stomach. <laughs> oh it, yeah, see, like, that's so gross. Yeah, a lot it's, of the things that amazing. we can't, a lot of the things that we can't. Uh, I don't know if this associate this listens to this podcast, but. You're never invited over to my house. <laughs> the, the I don't associate, know who this person is, but the associate listens to the pod. I can confirm that. I'm and so sorry. I don't want you over at my house. Now, can I just say, in the associate's defense, that we all probably would have done the same thing given the opportunity, but they were the one that took it upon themselves to have a squeeze in the butter and. Uh, <laughs> I can Pretty say random too. It was like a it was so ra- it was out of nowhere. It was, it was just right like, after hey guys, show check, or something. Check this out. Yeah, so it was right after we played a show, so it was a sweaty squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me just oh. say, let me just say that the associate involved has really matured a lot and is not <laughs> as we all have. So our 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 uh, our butter farting days are over. Um, and I can tell you right now, too, that said person that performed that act is probably listening to this right now with their significant other. And I know that their significant other is looking at them angrily shaking their head. So <laughs> I apologize to you all. But uh, so it's the significant but, other that ate the silly. Butter. No, 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 that would have been silly. No, like... no. I don't know. By the way, stay with the person. <laughs> hey, uh, no, that was that was not the one who consumed it. It was someone else. And uh, also, by the way, that's a million percent the name of this episode. <laughs> Silly butter. <laughs> Silly butter with Daddy Quincy. Um, now, obviously, um, 
obviously I, I completely fucking interrupted you uh, talking about guitar players. Yeah, Adam, <laughs> oh, Adam <you're> right. D. <laughs> I, no, to finish that story really quick, though, Quincy knew the entire catalog and like on it, honest to God, there were rumors a while back that like Adam D, who is the lead guitar player in Kill Switch, and he's produced every big metal act like he he's a great producer him and quentin are actually very alike uh he has like a degenerative back disease and there was rumors that like he was gonna have to quit like playing shows oh shit do do you remember that dude i don't but that's that's so he he had like a back condition and it was the last year you and I went to Warp Tour, and uh, we were all talking about it, and we jokingly all, but also seriously, were like, Quentin, if you are, aud- like, you could be in Kill Switch. Like, you could be in the band. You know the songs almost better than they do. Like... <laughs> It, that was just the type of freak you were back then. Like it would just be like Quentin, like for sure, just learn how to play that. Okay, let me learn the entire discography. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Adam Adam D I know was a big one. Who are some other guys that like really <clears throat> influenced the way you wanted to play? Um, obviously Dimebag. Um, later on, actually, well, actually, you know what, Dimebag for me, uh, there's no way like, um. Like you know, with the with Guitar World magazine, like he was, he was like in almost every fucking you know issue of Guitar. Yeah, he was World. on the cover every other month. Yeah, yeah, he was like so. Like that was a big one. I remember learning, um, you know, some of the licks, and like I remember like watching videos of this guy, you know, playing and just wasted, like just wasted, and doing things with the guitar that was like, what the fuck, you know. Uh, but yeah, he did a, he did a couple ish, uh, issues and in the back of those magazines were like tabs and stuff. And you could like, you know, learn these licks that he's playing and stuff. And it was, uh, so yeah, that's another one. Um, uh, Eric Johnson. Oh, wow. One. Yeah. That, that guy, the way he plays is just, it's just one of those guys. You just know it's him, you know, it's what was that? What was that song of his that was on Guitar Hero, remember? On, like, Guitar Hero Cliffs, 3? Cliffs of Dover. Cliffs of Dover, man. Yeah. What a tune. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. learn how to play that one, Fee, on Guitar Hero? No, I don't know what I played. I, oh. I, <laughs> I And I don't think we ever played Guitar Hero. It was only oh, Rock Band. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Guitar Maybe, Hero yeah. was way better at the start, I'll say that. Like, yeah. But, I don't know. I had friends who liked the drums and stuff, so... Right. right. Yeah, I think we had those two. It was a fun game, man. That was a fun game. I wish that they could like bring that back somehow. There's a lot of good music. The problem with it, though, like when I played the guitar, why I could never get up to the hard level, is I think my fingers are just too short, and I like I couldn't reach the buttons. Yeah. And it was like it was a real struggle. And you have teeny tiny hands. My fingers are very short. Yeah. I can't play yeah. the piano. Like I can't. I can't reach the keys well enough. Like I like. It's yeah. Like I. I just can't play any instrument that requires if, like, fingers. If you, so, <laughs> so you have you have paws. Like yeah. So like. Pause. I mean, fee. That's not true. You could play harmonica probably. Yeah, and like I like I played the trombone and like. Like in school when we had to take music uh, we, class. Yeah, we we, we know about we all. There's a bunch of trombonists here. Yeah, we all know about trombonists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we all here. 
We all know about the tromboners. You know what? Fuck this show. Let's just start a new podcast called the tromboners. Tromboners. We'll talk about trombone and that's it. That's the funniest part about that is that I like I can't read music. Like, Neither can little, any of us. Like, yeah. But, I mean, I but, like can... I was in band. I don't know how like I played well. Like I did well in that class and in the school band. I don't know how I read it. I just did it. I don't know. But no that's... idea how to play or well, read it's... music at all. But it's funny you say that because like Quincy is the exact same way. Like, um, I know, you know, certainly more about reading it and what it all means now. But like back then, like you're the best guitar player I know. And like you never, ever had sheets of music in front of your face. Everything was by ear. Everything. Yeah. All of our (laughs) friends are like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Like you see some guys with the sheet music in front of them and you're just like, what? It looks weird to me. It looks yeah, you know what? It, weird. I wish I had that that skill of like never, you know, like hearing this the material or whatever, and then just getting the fucking sheets in front of you and just sight reading it and being like, oh, you know, like, and it's just it's like holy fuck, you know, like that's a skill in its own. But um, but yeah, I've never been never been able to do it. But. So there you go, Fee. You, you've got a future here. Get the trombone out. Dust no, I it can't. Off. I can't play by ear either. I can't. That's even worse. Probably, I'd have better luck learning how to read music than I would trying to figure out <laughs> by sound. That's fair. Okay. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm well, very musically declined. <laughs> declined. I like that. That's funny. Declined. Your credit card's been declined. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sorry, life. Um, oh, yeah, man. So yeah, so Eric Johnson. Are there? I know there's a couple others in there. In, in well, your, Slash, in, obviously. Like I remember slash, learning. Yeah. I remember like learning a lot of. Obviously, like every guitar player does, learning all the Guns and Roses licks and uh, learning. You know, when he had Velvet Revolver. Oh, oh dude, you know the another. Yeah. Okay, I'm at, what am I at? Four now? Three? Yeah, or yeah, four? yeah. Okay. Three or four. Yeah. So the I guess the last one there is um, is Tom Morello. Oh yeah, I love Tom Morello. Who the, the fuck doesn't? Fu- yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's the strangest just, guitar player I've ever that's seen. That's a name exactly. that I've heard of before. So oh yeah, yeah. so you know that's Tom Morello. Riff, that's the riff daddy right there. That guy's riffs are so fucking iconic and insane. Like yeah, he. It's like dude, like ooh, it can't be done. He's a weird. He's the, only he's guy. the weirdest guitar player ever. With like. Mm all the stuff he does with guitar, like he makes sounds come out of guitars that just don't make sense. He's like the pedal guy. Like it's incredible, but that's, that's a thing you can say about Tom Morello, dime Eric Johnson is like, it, like if you're familiar enough with the songs and, and like fee, you know, Tom Morello, maybe you would be like, he, he is like the mastermind behind, um, rage against the machine and, uh, audio slave. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he, which is insane to think about because two very different bands. Um, but like he, he's one of those guys where like, if you hear the songs enough on the radio and then you hear another song later, you know, it's him playing. Yeah. Yeah. There's no mistaking Tom Morello. You know, it's him just, just by like the weird, like scratch thing he does. Like, what, 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 like, you know, it's Tom Morello. Every yeah, and, it, and his and his his riffs just have a certain tone to them too. Like, like uh, show me how to live. Like that riff is just incredible. 
It's like, so good. It's like, man, oh, I just want to just, I don't know. It's like great, like driving music too. You're just like, hmm. Oh, <laughs> meat face riffs. Wasn't, you're right, dude. And like, he knew that too. And like, that's another aspect of like music where like they were very involved in like <laughs> vi- visually how they presented it. Um, I'm pretty sure the music video for that song uh, is the one where Chris Cornell is in that old Dodge Charger and he's just driving through the desert. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Down in my and he's just got the pet. <laughs> and you would and and like the I remember the video like I'm pretty sure the camera would like pan from him hitting the gas pedal harder to the drum pedal. It oh, would like the, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> Tom Morello, a million percent wrote that riff and went, "Oh fuck, man, this is a driver. This is a oh, driving yeah. song." Like, yeah. you get in, get in your fucking big rig and start hauling. How like driver? How how the Fast and the Furious movies haven't used that song is ridiculous. Yeah, and just the way that that song, that song in particular, starts, it's just like it's like the two chords. It's like, boom, boom, yeah. It's like it works you up, to it, right? And then once it finally hits that riff, it's like, what the fuck? It that's gonna be stuck in my head all night now. That would be that would probably that would probably be the one like uh, set of songs that you would maybe recognize, Fiona, because I I doubt very much that, you know, um, any rage against the machine, Um, maybe Gorilla Radio. I don't know, because it was on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, true. You think I I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater? No, but it was like (laughs) it was in a bunch of shows and shit, too. Lights out. Gorilla Radio. Turn that shit up. Oh man. Next time I see you, Fiona, I'm gonna I'll I'll give you a little Morello lesson. Oh, I'll I'll throw, Storm's, I'll throw uh, in. Storm's rolling in, guys. I'm starting to get that uh Oh really? Yeah, it's yeah, she's, come, she's, she's coming in and it's a big one. We oh, kind of that? are it's getting gray here. It's it's gonna hit me soon too. Oh, but man, uh, like I'm looking out the window. Sunny now here. I'm looking at the window and it looks like Fun. there's just like a big mass of clouds it your way guys oh yeah she's she's on her way over here and it's uh it's thick would you describe the storm as crunchy i would describe it as yeah meat face tom morello riff coming my way it's not crunchy my jowls down to my nips (laughs) (laughs) oh stank face you gotta have that stank face when you're playing those riffs um (laughs) Yeah, man. He uh, now one other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and like uh, obviously this isn't the last appearance you're making on this pod, fucking, and we appreciate that you listen to. Um, you know, the last thing I want to touch on really quick. Obviously, we talked a lot about music and everything, and that, and like good time, and and like there's a hundred other things that we haven't talked about musically that we could dig into and shit. But. Uh, yeah, like we uh, obviously fucking you know last week not a fun not a fun time. We nope. we addressed we addressed some not uh, fun things, but some necessary things, obviously. Yeah, um, you know that uh, that needs to be said. 
and shit like that. And, uh, and you know, for everybody that listened, I, uh, you know, I, I brought you up, of course, you know, and, uh, you know, some of the things that you've experienced now, obviously, you know, for our people that are listening that didn't hear last week's episode, maybe you're listening for the <coughs> first time, um, in which case share this, tell everyone, um, you know, uh, Quentin is of course of, of native American descent. Uh, your, your mom is native, of course, and uh, she's a rip roaring lady. She's uh, you know, Girl. Just, Cheryl has Cheryl is a grinder, man. She yeah, yeah she's that, a hard working lady. She's oh, a tiny dude. powerhouse of a lady. Yeah, she is like she don't stop. <laughs> she don't, man. Cheryl Cheryl used to hate it when like I would say the f word, which I'm still obsessed with saying, and <laughs> she would be like, not. Don't I'll let you say anything else. Don't say that one. Like yeah, she like, would. Uh, ooh, don't say that. Yeah, no, oh, I, ne- I would that never. That would say never. No, <laughs> yeah, I never. Would, she would have a heart attack, or she would. Yeah, I think yeah. Cheryl would have drop kicked me right through the front door if I if someone. <laughs> yeah, and, and voluntarily, she'd just be like, "Look up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a reflex. Uh, she would always like if I ever said the f word and she was within earshot, she would just go, oh, "Mr. Drury." Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So funny, man. Uh, now, having said all of that fun stuff, um, yeah, obviously, like you have a bit of a, a you know a perspective that we just don't have, uh, mm-hmm. being you know two pasty white kids, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know. Like you're only saying that because I'm literally glowing on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'm flaky, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I look like uh, I look like one of those strudel treats. You know those like flake. Oh, yeah, passion flakies. Passion flakies. <laughs> That's me, man. That's what my insides look like. My I'm a passion flaky. Yeah. Um, it's just there's no blood. It's just cream and cherry filling. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Ready to ooze out. Oh, dear. <laughs> With one crunch. Um, <laughs> now, yeah, like I grew up around you, man. Like I, we were together fucking all the time, um, you know, but uh, like I know you've experienced some instances in your life, a couple that I shared secondhand. Well, I mean, one of them I was there for, but like, you know, you and I, I, I think it was, I, I think. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I don't know. Did you feel shielded from it a little bit because of like that we were in a band and it was like, oh, neat. There was like kind of an aura around that because I, I don't know if that's the case, but I know that like, you know, in talking with your sister over the years, like she has shared shit with me that like is just so upsetting, like mm-hmm. pe- people treating her, you know, just like terribly because of her native descent like share some of that with me like did you ever like get hit with that in in a way like like she has shared with us oh yeah yeah i mean like um you know i think when we first moved to arthur and started going to school um like that public school um yeah it was definitely like we were like the only like like we were the only like you know brown kids i guess and like I always like like that was always like when we first kind of started there it was like uh, we we kind of like realized like hey we're not like other kids or like we felt like we're not like other kids um and like it was always kind of like assumed that we were 
you know, we're Chinese. There's always like those comments, like, are you Chinese? Are you like, and it was always, no, like we're, you know, you know, we're, uh, we're native. We're and like a lot of people didn't know what that is. And it's like, like would you say Indian, like, and then, oh, and then we, you know, like you always hear like the t- stereotypical things growing up, like the fucking, blah, 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 you know, wagon burner and all that kind of shit. I remember yeah. like that there was a lot of that stuff that would happen, but I was always like able to just kind of be like, nah, all right, you know, um, well, but- you made friends really quickly, man. Like, you know, like Culp and, and myself, like once I started hanging out with you, I was just like, oh man, this guy fucking rips. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing too. Like, I, I feel like, you know, like we're all friends, you know, years later and, uh, you guys have always kind of looked at me just as me. Um, and like, that's obviously why we're friends, right? Like, you know, on top of all of the other awesome stuff, but, um, like there are people out there and like, even like people we grew up with that wouldn't hang out with me because I'm Indian. Right. They was just like, um, it was like you were, there was always like a certain amount that people would like associate themselves with me. And then they just like, if they were like around certain groups of friends, then they'd be like, uh, then it was like, I had like, you know, the plague or something I was avoiding. You kind of. You kind of get that. Um, and I always never understood why. Um, and it was, yeah, it was because, you know, obviously it's, I'm a native native kid. I'm the only brown kid around. And it's like there's just some weird shit around that. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's terrible. And, like, we I've, I've been able to kind of navigate uh, myself around that and, like, realize that. And, like, over the years, like, kind of, upon reflection you know just be like you know what it doesn't it it's it sucks that it happened but also at the same time like it's kind of made me who i am and uh like i'm really like i like i go out of my way to to, you know to help people and uh like because i know i like or like make friends with people because i know what it's like it's hard uh but it's it's uh like especially if like you're in a new environment or if you're at like um you know, like you're a workplace or like, you know, in, in college or whatever. Like I've always gone out of my way to be like, Hey, you know, um, and, and just kind of get to know people like the guys that live under underneath me. Like I'm, you know, like I went out of my way to, to know these people, you know, I don't need to, but I just need to know, you know, I, I like to, uh, like to engage with other people. But, um, yeah, I guess like in, in, in terms of like, you know, growing up, uh, as a, as a native person in like, a you know, in like, a you know, it's, a you know, a, a white town, you know, um, it's, it's definitely, uh, there's some shitty, shitty parts about it. And it's like, there's been a lot of times I remember, like, when I was a kid, I always would, I always would say, like, I don't want to be, I, I, like, I'm ashamed to be Indian, or like, I don't want to, I wish I didn't look this way. Stuff like that, which is really fucked up. I should never... <laughs> You know, like I, I've always wanted to be like when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a white person, like a, like I wasn't white enough for my for to hang out with the white people, you know. And I'm like, like I, I felt like that was the solution <laughs> was to like, you know, be uh, <laughs> like if I could if I could turn myself, uh, you know, if I could if I could turn myself into a white person, that you know, like that would solve all the problems. And it's like, that's kind of a fucked way of looking at it, isn't it? But when you're a kid, it's just like you just want to fit in. You just want to be, mm-hmm. yeah, man. You know, normal. You don't understand, you know? yeah. right? Like, yeah, uh, that's that's f- 
fucked, man. And like, that's why, <clears throat> you know, that's why last week, like that was hard for me to talk about, man. Cause like, yeah, like you said, like you're my fucking brother, man. Like it, that's just always been that way. Like, uh, yeah. Now is it like know. the kids saying, I don't want to hang out with you? Or is it the kids saying my parents say I can't hang out? Well, with you? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like that's the thing. I mean, like racism, yeah, it's very, you know, it's deep and deeply ingrained, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it can be subtle, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like a lot, racism is is never, you know, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's there's a lot of racism that it, like people are just ignorant to, and it's like yeah. they're it's subtle like, things I'm like grabbing your it's purse like, when like you're like in an elevator with like yeah, some exactly, of a different right? color, like yeah. something simple like that. Yeah, I once had, I once, I worked at Subway, uh, like in London here, like years ago. I was there for like I don't know two or three months sucked but i actually had someone i'd been there for like a month and a half two months i knew oh, what i was fuck. doing I, was I remember this and i'm like about to take this this lady's order and she looks at the other guy the white guy and she's like actually can he make my sandwich i'm like i'm like what do you mean she's like no i just want him to make my sandwich and i'm like i'm like what okay and then like i would just well, I just, you know, I went to the back or whatever for a second. And then uh, my, my supervisor was like, I like kind of like mentioned to him. And because um, he was working right next to me, Jamie, I can't believe I still remember his name and stuff, but he was a great guy. But um, so like, I'm like, Do you, did you know that lady personally or something? And he's like, no, I have no fucking idea. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell was that? And he's like, man, some people just fucking suck. And that's all he said. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's because I, you know, I'm a person of color. Didn't want me to fucking touch her shit, you know. Didn't want me to make her fucking sandwich. I remember like le- like leaving, uh, like after my shift and just being like, wow, okay, that sucks. Like it's just kind of a hard thing to accept and and like for for this that that to kind of accept that there's people like that, you know, that in you know in 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 London, you know, where I live, that are just like, you know, they're just that racist and that automatically just fucking that's you know they're just uh they don't they don't even want someone of of color to make their fucking sandwich like come on like it's brutal man but yeah yeah. like at that point like would would it have been possible to even like refuse service like no like i'm gonna make it or you can find another restaurant well yeah that's the thing like this is going back like a decade maybe more yeah so it's like um, like it was when I first moved here and I needed some money or whatever. And, uh, like, yeah, like things have definitely progressed, I guess, around stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, nowadays, yeah, it's like, what do you mean? Why? Like there would be some questions, right? Mm-hmm. And it yeah. would be, and like, that's the one thing too. Like, uh, I'm starting to learn to like, kind of, you know, vocalize how I feel about racism t- towards me and other people. And I'm starting to vocalize it. And like, I used to, whereas like, in the past, I'd always just kind of, like, shrug it off and be like, oh, it's just the world. Uh, yeah, whatever, you know, just kind of take a punch and just walk, move on. Um, like, be very passive about it. But, like, now, the older I get, I'm like, if there's ever, like, a situation where I feel something is, you know, um, you know, is racist, I'll I, I'll be like, you know, I'll say something about it. And I won't, like, it, and it's just more of, like, kind of like a, you know, it's like more of, even, it's, even if it's not like a, um, like intentional or whatever. Uh, if someone is just like says a you know a slur or whatever, um, I'll just be like, hmm, yeah, you don't say that, you know, like kind of yeah. like, yeah. listen, bud, 
you know, like you have a real, like you have a real, like subtle way of, and I actually think like in, in certain situations, it's actually more effective than just getting like outright mad and like punching somebody. Mm -hmm. You have like, you have that real way of like throwing some sass at people, uh, where like it, like it makes you feel like ashamed of being an idiot. Like you just, (laughs) you, you know what I mean? Like you have that. You have that. That's why we call you Daddy Quincy, man. You've got that <laughs> that dad shaming on people, where you'll just be like, "Listen, I'm pretty disappointed in that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not I'm mad, disappointed." And then you're yeah. like, "And you're like, ah, fuck, that's yeah. worse though." The, yeah. the one that I'm like, the one thing that kind of bothers me now is like how like the term "savage" is used, and like um like you hear it all the time. It's like even like an act of doing something that's like a little like uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, but you've, you've, everybody's heard that, like that, what you did was savage or whatever. And it's like, eh, I, I'm kind of like, mm, like I've always, my mom has always kind of taught me since we were kids. Like, that's like kind of, that's a, that's a derogatory term towards native people because it's like, um, like how, you know, when, uh, when, when, you know, when, when white people kind of started dominating this, this country, it was like, you know, native people weren't viewed as people. They were viewed as savages. Right. Um, which is like, it's like, they didn't even like, they weren't human beings to, to, you know, to settlers and stuff. And, and, uh, and that's just like, that's like one thing that kind of was off the radar for a long time. But like, my mom was telling me that like, yeah, that was like, you know, growing up, she heard that one a lot. And it's like, yeah, it's a derogatory fucking term. It's, it's a shit term to, to just kind of toss out there. And like, then again, you know, like in the, you know, in the nineties, like, like fucking Pocahontas, one of the songs is like savages, savages, barely even human. It's like, yeah. Ah, okay. Oh my God. It's right? been that's... a minute since I've watched Pocahontas. I didn't know. Yeah, that was right? a... Like that's the kind it's like, Oh, like I remember my mom like watching that when I was a little kid and she's just like, Oh, like, and I'm like, what, what? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's Disney for you, man. That's Disney, like, right? Yeah. It's it's not Disney. to, not to, you know, shit all over Disney. Like they make a couple cool movies, but like, yeah, you know, like if you, they they made some, Oh man. Well, like not even back in the day, like fuck the nineties. That's not that long ago. Like Pocahontas came out. out. (laughs) Pocahontas. I think Pocahontas came out. I want to say in like 92, maybe 93. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah, you, you, you look at that. Even another, another one too. Uh, also like, uh, Peter Pan, like mm-hmm. uh, yeah the, the natives in peter pan are are all red like yep. they are brick red and yep. have huge noses and like feathers it's so ridiculous i saw a clip of it recently somewhere and i was like holy shit like yeah you watch that now you're just like go it's like, so uncomfortable it's, dude yeah, like it's nuts man yeah it, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible it's not good like you you know and that's an interesting you know part of this conversation too is like uh looking back at certain things like that and and i think that people are having arguments and having a a tough time quote unquote um rendering i guess is the word i'll use what what is acceptable to still be viewed as uh art if you will and and what what should we be getting rid of like you know like the people in england that that tore that statue down 
um, in Bristol, uh, you know, uh, as part of the Black Lives Matter movement over there. Uh, they tore that statue down of uh, a guy. I don't know his name. Who gives a fuck? He's a racist pig. But they tore a statue down of some fucking guy there. And the statue had been there for ages. And he was like a well-known slave trader back in the day. And they tore the statue down and threw it in the river. And, yeah. uh, you know, some people would go like, uh, you know, some people like Donald Trump, who I remember when this was happening in like uh, Virginia with the Robert E. Lee statue he was like, well, we should leave it there because it's it's part of our heritage. And it's just like, but well, yeah, all right. But um, yeah, like, do you have to honor your heritage or can you learn from it and try to be better yeah, in the future? Because <laughs> by that logic, like an hour ago, we talked about the farting in a butter story. So like, so here's a bad analogy, right? But like, imagine I still was doing that today. By the way, it wasn't me that farted in the butter. So, but imagine that me and my friends were all still doing that today. And we were like, and people rightly so would be like, you guys are fucking losers. And we were like, <laughs> oh no, we're proud of it. This is part of, this is part of what it's we did growing past, up. Yeah. It's just like, that's not a good thing to celebrate. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I, yeah, I look back. Yeah. yeah. Like I look back at that and like, yeah, like I look, <laughs> I look at things like Pocahontas and I'm like, holy fucking shit. That's yeah. really oh, bad. Uh, yeah. It's, it's pure cringe face. And you're like, boy, oh boy, Walt. You yeah. Know? Well, that's the thing too. It's like that, that. You know, that word, that word, you know, it, it's thrown around like nothing now. And it's, yeah, it's I mean, like, I personally didn't even think like I had no idea that that like saying savage is a derogatory term because it's used so often that yeah. it's like, oh, that's just part of our daily speech. But they yeah, said I mean, it the other night on the uh, on the UFC broadcast, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like all that. Joe Rogan described yeah. it as like a savage beatdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now, like, I'm okay. not shitting on Joe Rogan. I like, I, you know, I'm not fucking saying that he was, you know, obviously not trying to be derogatory or anything like mm -hmm. that. But yeah, it is a word that yeah. you know, for it has, it has it, it has a, I guess like the 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 problem with it, right, is that it, there's no it's there's no like um, um, there's no background in people's minds of what that word actually like where it came from and its and its implication and and uh, yeah. especially here, right, so. I don't know. But, it's just one yeah. Of those now weird that I know that, that I'm yeah. gonna try to eliminate that from my vocabulary because I mean, I, I, I was a certain way. I used to say that word. I've learned something new, and now I'm gonna try to apply that to my everyday life by <laughs> yeah, by fixing yeah. that problem. Oh, so like a so like a normal good person. So like, oh, okay. well, you, you would hope that that's normal, but apparently it's not. <laughs> it well, yeah. That's the thing, though, Fee, and I'm proud of you right there because, like, you know. The, that's one of those things where, you know, you you realize something, you took it in, and you and you move forward with it. Like, whereas there are people, unfortunately, in the world that are just like, ah, oh, well, fucking, it's not a big deal. It's just like, well, it's like not to you, maybe. And like, as a society, like, it's possible to to do that. I mean, like, ten years ago, people were throwing the word retarded around like it was nothing, and yeah, yeah since then it's totally. come to light. Like, hey, like, don't say that, and I, people on the general basis have stopped saying that so i mean yeah, like my, it's possible my told me to, to not better. say that word for years too because like yeah. I, have, I have a little brother who has autism and you know like if that word ever you mm -hmm. know came up my mom was like 
No. Right? And it was yeah. just like, you know, it's just like, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, like back, like, like before you don't really think about it until you, like it, people start saying enough is enough. And like you hear that you should stop saying that so often mm. that you stop saying it. So oh, like, totally. I mean, that's why, that's why like these protests going on, like they're gonna work if people just keep at it. Like obviously yeah. the they world is to. capable of change. So like yeah that's trying to change the change the change is is happening in like in recent years for sure like with the um you know with the treatment of uh first nations in canada like for the longest time it was something that was always swept under the rug and like hmm. oh well, they'll forget about it someday, it was never discussed ever no yeah. i think now it was just released like a few days or like a week ago or something that they are going to start teaching that in the curriculum in school which yeah, was never taught before schools, yeah, yeah residential schools so it's good yeah. that they're finally teaching that because people yeah. know about how terrible everyone once was. The Canadian, the Canadian government and the and, and the church, uh, churches they they killed native children. Mm-hmm. A a lot. A of lot of them. Like and yeah, and it's that's that's and just yeah. They another... like forced them to learn English and they weren't allowed to speak their yeah, native take, language. Take, yeah, like... take the Indian out of the man, right? So that's that was the whole thing. It was the assimilation of uh, of uh, his cultural uh, genocide too. So like that's that's crazy that you know it's been an issue um, that's been avoided for so many years and like now like there's finally like. It's going to be taught. The history of residential schools is going to be taught in like we should be taught in school not to say savage. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's something that I should have learned years ago. Instead of the only like formal education I got about it was some like fiction book we had to read in like grade eleven. I forget what it was called, and it was a good book. You learn a lot, but I mean, I shouldn't be high school that I'm formally learning about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird, it's a weird thing in Canada, and uh, it know, is. It's it's like I'm. It's it's finally, it's getting out there. You know? Yeah, it's getting it's not out a there. secret anymore, yeah. man. Like, yeah, it's a slow like, process, but at least it's finally happening. I guess. Yeah, and like my my roots, um, like they kind of, they're they're the result of 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 the shit show of, of treatment of first nations, you know, like um, I would not have been living in this area if it wasn't for the fact that my mom was taken off a reserve when she, when she was a child by the government, like the 60s scoop is another thing that they should probably fucking teach about was, yeah, you know, yeah. they, 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 got the, they went into, into reserves and took children and, and, put them into foster care, which was in their minds better, but yeah. they, it was not like they were, they were just, they were beaten and, and people were just taking checks for these, you know, to look at, to look after, you know, these, these, these native children. And my mom, you know, I, I know my mom's story about it all. And like, you know, she was, she was abused sexually, physically, mentally, you know, uh, she was beaten, uh, you know, she was raped. It was like, it's horrible. And, um, like, this is the story for thousands of people, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And like my mom, eventually she, she, she got into, uh, you know, into a good family of great people that like, she was, I think she was like 12 or 13 or something. And, um, 
she was adopted by the Townsend family uh, just over in uh, Dundalk, I want to say Dundalk. Yes. And, uh, you know, she, she was, uh, she didn't, you know, that was, it was, she was lucky, I guess you could say that she got into that family because not a lot of people have the same story and like, um, yeah. but even up until then, like she was like, you know, she still experienced years of, of terrible shit bouncing around in horrible foster care. And, uh, you know, like, um, and it's there's there's other things around that particular issue that's really that, that is really sad. Like, um, like my my uncle was was also taken off the reserve part of the sixty scoop, and he was put into into care um, um, in, in in with a family in Guelph. And my mom had grown up, you know, not knowing who her real like that she was like you know drive like a fucking stone throws a distance away from her actual biological brother. You know, it wasn't until she was in her twenties that they finally reconnected. Right. That's so that's fucking crazy, man. So it's like, that's, and that's like, that's the whole thing too. It's like the, it's like the, it's like the transgenerational effects of, of that whole thing. Right. Like I, you know, like there's, there's a lot of lost time around it. And, um, you know, like it's, it's just a, it's like, it's, yeah, you're making up for lost time. You're reconnecting with your family and, and it's, yeah, it's like, for me, it's been like a journey, um, of discovery of, you know, what it means to be indigenous and, and like kind of a, you know, getting like, you know, the, uh, having a sense of pride and understanding like the, the culture richness, um, and like around in, around being a, a an indigenous person in, in Canada, like my sister and I, and my brother, like we, we kind of, we had to kind of hide it in a sense and like you kind of as like the older i get the more i'm like trying to you know trying to to to, you know to and it's great actually like i'm it's 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 i'm learning a lot about my family and and uh like our history up north and and just how loving uh of a family i have up there and it's like i got some of them i never even met and they're in tears meeting me you're like it's nuts man and uh yeah it's crazy like the like the i think maybe what canada has to realize is that like we're still here you know um yeah yeah we'll, we'll never be exterminated um and as much as canada has tried to like here we are we're not dead man <laughs> yeah exactly and i think um and man like you know i've I've obviously, you know, heard all this stuff before and it's it's hard to bring it up again, but I think it's necessary, right? I mean, stemming off what we talked about last week, this is a necessary conversation cuz yeah, I mean, I think that in Canada we can be a little guilty of kind of going, well, you know, mm-hmm. the Well, it's the ter- not as bad, so it's not It's not here. as bad. Yeah, it's not as bad as the states. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, not as uh, bad doesn't mean it good well <laughs> it doesn't mean and, that there's no room and i don't and then right <laughs> that for sure but also like you know in uh because you're right quincy like you know growing up like we you've just always been my friend you're my fucking family man and um 
you know, to, like we never really had these conversations when we were kids. We were just like band, 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 music, music, music. Like we're yeah. hanging out, we're chilling. Like, you know, it wasn't until we were a little older and like, you know, in college together and shit that it like it, we like, you know, we really started to like have these, you know, ex- existential discussions um, and whatnot. And it like, you know, it's it's important to realize, I think that, yeah, it. I don't know if it is the case that it's not as bad because um, certainly in certain respects, I think it's, you know, I think that our country is generally more accepting than parts of the United States. Sure. Like, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I I say that with. Yeah. Like the main difference is we don't have as much police brutality, I think, but like the everyday life between. Yeah. It's still it's. Like well, it, we're not better than the states. I'll just like, kind of jump back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like a par- part of the issue is that you know the government has led you to believe that it's not as bad as it yeah. is, exactly. and that's it's it's covering totally. up, right? And that's the yeah. that's the thing. It's like we're not as bad, we're not as racist, and you know we don't have as much police brutality. But I'll tell you one thing: um, Thunder Bay is uh, there is a lot of shady shit that the police has done to Native people up north, and. Um, Absolutely. Like dude. you're, and there's like, there's, there's lynchings. There's, there's, I think a couple of years ago, there was a young guy that was driving by uh, a native family. It was like two women and I think a kid or something. And then this kid was like hanging out the window. He grabbed a fucking trailer hitch, leaned out the window, a moving car, threw it at this native woman. It hit her in the gut and caused like extreme damage. And she basically, um, like they tried their best, but like eight months later, she died from complications of that injury. And this kid, like, just like he, his whole re- reasoning was just, it's, I don't like native people. Like I, and did he get charged with like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, there good. was a whole thing around it, but yeah, he just didn't get off. With that. But there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of investigation going on to like the missing, uh, native people up North. Like they've keep finding mm-hmm. native people floating down the river up North. And they don't know who the fuck's killing them. Yeah. You know, so it's like missing and murdered indigenous women thing. Yeah. Like yeah. it it's still it's, it's still happening and it, I mean like they did a shit job of it, you know, well, the initial Well, they're turning a blind eye to it. That's the thing. Well, yeah. They don't want to face up to the fact that it's happening in Canada and yeah. I think that yeah, like what you said, it's that's a good point, right? And I mean even I remember that story and I mean even um even when you think back to like down here like the whole uh or, or sorry at west uh, the whole Colton Bushy thing um that was a huge fucking deal and like it's still not resolved um and uh you know I was reading the other day cuz like you know we talked about this last week Fiona that guy Rex Murphy who thinks he's a journalist um uh, and wrote that fucking dog shit story on on Twitter that sparked a lot of outrage about how uh, racism doesn't exist in Canada, basically. And uh, I read a I read a response piece from uh, actually a native journalist the other day on Twitter, and uh, she wrote a story about how uh, there's an investigation going on right now into into the RCMP and uh local police officers in parts of Saskatchewan where basically what they were doing was they would like arrest uh a native person and they would drive them out into the middle of nowhere in the winter and leave them there mm-hmm. um and and you know which is 
fucking crazy to wrap your head around that because it's like you know that's a human being and and you know like i just i you know it i can't wrap my head around that um i don't know that level of cruelty it's it's just it doesn't make sense Um, yeah and that shit is happening man it's happened it is still happening, and um, that is our, I think, you know, great national shame that we mm. all, you know, share in and need to be aware of. Like it, it happened. It is happening. I think, I think Gore Downey did a lot in terms Absolutely. of opening people's eyes. And, yeah, man. Um, I think that that really kicked the floodgate open. Like Justin Trudeau, obviously, you know, like apologizing and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big deal. And, you know, to Perry Belgard and um, those other he, native leaders who were yeah, there. Yeah, like even uh, Stephen Harper. Um, yeah, Harper was the yeah. one that he was the Phil one that Font- really. Phil Fontaine, like I think that was 2008, he apologized to. And then, like, you know what? That was a magical moment, man. Like I watched that uh, YouTube video uh, of that uh, and. Like I like like I teared up and I was like crying because like fucking Phil Fontaine yeah. shows up in full like you know regalia he's like got the headdress on and like he's you know he's like yes this is this is us you know and like Stephen Harper <laughs> just like goes into it and and uh, you know, it was a fucking it was a very powerful moment man that that apology from Canada for for the for everything that happened you know. Absolutely. That was a big deal. I remember watching that in high school and, um, you know, like fee, you mentioned, you know, we should, you know, be doing more, uh, you know, to learn about this in school. And, and it's good that they're doing that. Like I remember in, uh, grade 11 or grade 12, like, uh, Mr. Forsyth had that history class, uh, that was, it was called native studies. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we took it. Yeah. I was in that class, but also like he was a bit racist in the, Cause he'd always ask me questions. He'd be like, Hey Quentin, is that true? Like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I wasn't there. Or like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Gee, you would know Quentin. It's like, the, yeah, you're being racist. I'm my only native guy in the class. And you would be like, <laughs> yeah. Teaching stuff and like, right. Quentin. It's like everyone looking at me like, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, he. But that's, you know, no harm. I'm sure he didn't mean any yeah. harmful intent around it. No, it just he like did. But that's still part of the problem. Is you don't even <laughs> yeah, realize right. you're being racist and ingrained that this is okay to do. Like, yeah. like take a take a step back and think about it. Yeah. Exactly. Like it. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, that. That's an aspect that, like, yeah, pe- people need to wake up to that. And, like, you know, I even have friends, you know, like, I've gr- I grew up with a lot of people, you know, the, the uh, I don't know, the jockey kids and whatever. Like, I even have friends who, like, I've had to tell and be like, listen, man, like, you know, shit is not the way you think it is. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, you know what your bubble is like. Yeah. And at the end of the day, man, hey, what's our number one fucking rule on this show, Fiona? I'm being self-aware. You got it, man. That you gotta fucking, you gotta have that power to like realize you have your bubble, and you gotta have that power to look outside of it and go, "I'm not that fucking important, man." Yeah, and, and understand that, like, f- 
fuck, we're all stuck on this fucking rock together, man. We gotta, we gotta figure this out together. It's yeah, it's, we're all just highly evolved apes, just kind of mm-hmm. floating around in space on this rock, and we all got to get along because this is the yeah. only rock for a at, very, very, very long fucking. At day. the end of the day, like how <laughs> how how does making someone else's life worse? How does that make yours better? I mean, yeah. how is yeah, being I, rude to someone gonna benefit you in any way? Like, like, like bottom line, like that's it like that should end racism like how is being racist making your life better i don't i don't know i grow up yeah it it just doesn't make sense yeah it's like yeah i don't get it man even like like quincy you know and like you know fiona we discussed this on a pod recently like i have such a problem like even just like telling waitresses i got the wrong order like i'm just like i guess this is what i'm eating man i don't want to ruin someone's day like to that level hey listen i ordered the lasagna not the shit sandwich (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah also your butter is a little silly yeah (laughs) sorry enough silly butter on my, my shit sandwich dude you know what man we should just like we should drop everything we're doing right now and just open a pancake house and call it silly butter. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude. Mr. Like... Silly Butters. <laughs> no, I just Yeah, you know, low you know. key though, I would love to open up a breakfast joint. That's oh yeah. <laughs> well, listen, man, like as as long as people keep sharing this podcast and helping us get more listeners yeah. and blow up, like <laughs> when we when we rake in the money from World Tour 2022, like we could do that, man. We could open up a nook. <laughs> silly butter nook. The silly <laughs> butter nook, yeah. Oh man, that's too funny. Or we'll just like what was that one like limp biscuit song, Nookie? back in the day we'll just we'll open a we'll open a bed and breakfast and call it nookie and we'll just have fred durst's face as like our logo well nook is like the last name of the guy in animal crossing so i think that's where people's mind are gonna go these days yeah oh yeah that shitty raccoon that you're always in debt to he sucks dude he's such an (laughs) asshole man he doesn't help you at all you're always in debt to him i know i know that guy's a prick living it yeah. I'm living it. I owe over three hundred thousand money. So yeah, it's that's Money's a tough. Called bells, but yeah, that's a tough life that, for and you. And then I said money, and then, then I sounded stupid. So I'm sorry. No, this is this is good. <laughs> Thank you for letting us into your world a little bit there. Um, mm. I feel like you could use a little silly butter. No, just a little smear. <laughs> oh no. Silly butter sounds like like you infuse marijuana into the butter and like you're yeah. going to bake some cookies they, or something. They Silly do butter. that. You like, can do that. But, like, Weed butter, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can get that. Yeah, you can get like CBD butter now. What the fuck are we talking about, man? Yeah, oh my I don't god. Know. We're all over what happened? Silly butter. <laughs> no, this is good though. Dude, honestly like you know what, man? I knew this was going to happen too. Like, you know, this man, we, we always have like an agenda of like goofy stuff. We see that we want to address on the show. We, we just don't have time for that. We just don't have time for that this week, man. We, we've, we've gone almost two hours here with you and I knew this would happen. And that's exactly what I wanted because frankly, I don't really have that much material. Um, (laughs) but man, I appreciate you doing this brother. And, and like, 
what's what's hilarious is like this is yeah literally like two days after we wrote a song together for the first time in like i don't know like eight years and uh you know it's it's just awesome to be able to get you to come on here i'm gonna see you in literally two days yeah uh, like we just hang it this said uh, quentin's my pandemic partner that's that's what we're that's what we do and we just like goof off it's just like old times and it's the shit um yeah man Man, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing some of that. Obviously, you, we had a lot of fun here, but like, I I wanted you to come on and kind of share some of your experiences because like, it's a it's a powerful time to be doing that, and it's a it's an important thing to uh, to address, dude. I appreciate you yeah, a man. lot. Yeah, I pre- yeah. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on, and uh, you know, I feel you know, I feel I feel better, you know, I you know, kind of talking about it too, so. Uh, I, you know, thanks for that as well. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a crazy time, um, that we're going through, but like, it's man, it's a long time coming for, for this. Yeah. You know, no time like the present. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me guys. Absolutely, man. Like, and, and the other thing too, like, I know, you know, for everybody that, um, that that listened to last week's show um you can go back there and kind of check out uh i I rattled off a bunch of organizations that you can donate to uh, a lot of them um you know within canada here obviously like gore downey's uh, you know he has a legacy foundation set up you know that guy fucking uh that guy did a lot obviously canadian feed the children.ca backslash first nations uh you can do a ton of uh stuff there canadahelps.org as well they've got an entire section on on their website um specifically dedicated to um helping indigenous communities here um uh, they have a section on there, uh, in indigenous charities.org as well. Uh, true North is a great one, uh, as well. Um, you can also actually go on the assembly of first nations, uh, site and, and donate to a number of different causes there. And obviously we brought up the, um, you know, the missing and murdered indigenous women's, um, investigation, uh, which is, you know, critically important. You can donate to uh, the Native Women's Association of Canada as well, um, uh, and uh, Métis National Council is also another good one. So, uh, if you guys, you know, uh, are feeling charitable, um, you know, and what do you got there, man? I get this is. I think um, this should be required reading. I think um, it might be a little. Um, it's you know, the guy who wrote the book is very like you know, just a uh, laid back. Right. But the, there's a lot of there's a lot of history in this in this book. And it's um, and it's and it's very informative. And it, it, I think, yeah, like if, if anybody uh, wants to learn more about uh, some of these this crazy, you know, some of the crazy shit that's happened uh, with the treatment of First Nations, like this is a great book. Uh, it's called The Inconvenient Indian. It's by Thomas King. I think he's from Guelph, actually. So, wow. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot. It covers a lot of stuff in like um, and uh I think yeah, I think it should be required reading. You learn you learn a lot, man. I'm learning a fucking lot out of it too. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a great read and uh, should check it out. The Inconvenient Indian. Absolutely, dude. You gotta you gotta slide that over to me when you're done with it. Yeah, man. And, uh, I'd yeah, love to read that. This is I, this is my second run through it actually. So you can you're welcome to take it. 
Oh, well, yeah. When I see in two days and we get to work on another song, you can slide it into my bag. Yeah, I'll just slide it in there. Boop. Yeah, slide her into the dad sack. Yeah, exactly. We, dude, that's that's something that we will do. You know what? That's uh, we will do that. Absolutely, fucking a, dude. I I'm fired up that you were on the pod today. This was something that I wanted Thanks to for do. Like cutting up with us, passion flakies. <laughs> whatever you, whatever you called us. Wow, passionate flakies. Yeah, we are. We're a couple, couple passionate treats. <laughs> Oh, oh we losing connection. Oh, oh. Rolling in. it's cool. it's wiggling. Yeah, good time to end it, dude. I appreciate you coming on the pod, Quentin Strut. Uh, you still have a SoundCloud page, dude? No, I don't actually. God damn it. Well, you know what? We're gonna kick it back into gear here, man. Uh, listen, man, you want to hear Quentin rip roaring on guitar? Fucking, we've got a project coming. We'll we'll get all that set up when we're done. We got to write some songs first. We'll we'll keep you in the loop about that. But check out Ivory Hours. Um, you know, to hear him playing there. Check out the Baxters, his band he started. Um, fuck, it's so many good tunes. Um, go check those guys out. And yeah, like I said, um, if you're feeling generous, you want to donate and help out, help the cause. Um, check out some of those websites I listed off. Um, Quincy, dude, I love you, brother. Thanks for doing this. Love man. you too, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate Absolutely, it. fucking right, a see brother. You. We'll we'll get ripping in a couple days, man. Here we go, right back on the right back on the daddy horse. Let's go. Daddy horse, Giddy up. Stop on, saying stop saying daddy all the time. <laughs> uh, you just oh can't my God. Keep saying daddy. I just that, uh, daddy horse. That guy, that celebrity you like. Oh my God, I'm sorry. We uh, yeah, the daddy, daddy and his babies. Like, the not everyone's Chris, daddy. Yeah, I love. Not daddy, like he is. We have to build. Yeah, we have to build the cabin together. And you know what? Fuck, you're not invited. <laughs> yeah, daddy don't like. So uh, yeah, right now we just need. We it would be perfect if we could actually somehow just get Delia to record us a fu- like uh, an outro. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, uh. so good all right man all right i'll see you in a couple days man i appreciate you doing this fiona you know what to do this has been sauce and goss hey listen dude you can find us on all the best podcast apps god fuck it's so easy apple Podcasts, spotify google play motherfucking cast box so many places to find this audio treat and hey man you know what we're on social media too you got that right, Drury. We're on Facebook at Sauce and Goss. We're on Twitter at Sauce and Goss Pod. At Sauce and Goss Pod. And if you want to send us anything, send us an email at sauce.com. We'd love to chat with you. That's right, man. Sauce and Goss at gmail.com. You can hook us up. This has been a great episode, man. We appreciate Daddy Quincy coming on here. Silly butter for life. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Fiona. You're Quentin. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Daddy Quincy. <laughs> and. Oh. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>